Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we're talking with Professor Tim Malash of Biola University's adjunct faculty in Biola's political science department. Got his PhD at the Claremont Graduate University, political science and government. He writes a lot on what's happening in Israel. One of the lines that he had that I thought really stuck out well, this is more than terrorism, contrary to some Western opinion that sees the attack of Hamas on Israelis as mere mass terrorism. This latest attack is not just Hamas seeking to sow chaos and disrupt regional diplomacy. That's Iran's goal. For Hamas, this is about legitimizing its leadership of the Palestinian cause in blood and laying claim to the mantle of leading resistance against Israel with the ultimate object of destroying the nation of Israel. Hamas means war. Israel understands this and is preparing to respond in kind. Professor Malash, please unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of goes back to what, something we were talking about just before the break, about you know, different, different people are going to have different, uh, different values, different political cultures, emphasize different things. And this often gets missed when looking at the, Israeli, um, the broader Arab-Israeli conflict, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, is um, there's a tendency to think that the uh, that the Arab world is just one monolithic Islamic bloc, one monolithic Islamic culture, uh, and and you know even the same goes for the Palestinians, right? They're just one bloc. The Palestinians stand for this; they want this; they're going to do it this way, and that's just not true. Um, the uh, well, maybe we'll start focused on the conflict at hand: um, Israel and Hamas. Uh, Hamas, as a uh, as a radical Islamist organization, traces their ideological lineage back through the Muslim Brotherhood that was founded in the 1920s in Egypt. But um, critical to uh, the Muslim Brotherhood's thought was one of the major contributors to that. A lot of people talk about Hassan al-Banna, Saeed Qutb. These are two um, mid to late 20th century Islamist thinkers who heavily influenced the Muslim Brotherhood, and so their names usually come up in these discussions. Uh, but uh, a, a big character in formulating the kind of like radical Islamist ideology and the, um, in a lot of ways, bastardized theology uh, of these groups is actually uh, a man by the name of Haj Amin al-Husseini, the, who was the Grand Mufti in Jerusalem, the leading kind of like Islamic uh, scholar, um, cleric, uh, during the days of the British Mandate and in the early days of, of the State of Israel. And one of the things that becomes really apparent really quickly when you're looking at the charter of Hamas that calls for the destruction of the State of Israel, when you look at the writings of um, these Muslim Brotherhood scholars and um, uh, the Grand Mufti um, back in the late 20th century, is there's a real focus on this idea of leading uh, the Islamic community and, uh, and that the, the competing ideologies, the Arab nationalism of Gamal Abdel Nasser um, in Egypt, the Abathist uh, socialist nationalist ideology that um, was part of the Syrian and later Iraqi governments, uh, the argument from the uh, Islamic fundamentalists was that these are illegitimate. These are not um, these are not the 
pathways the Islamic community needs to follow uh, in order to have success. And the examples they pointed to was the defeat of Arab armies uh, by Israel, notably in the 1967 Six Mm -hmm. Days War and again in the 1973 Yom Kippur War. So Hamas gets established in the 1980s, steeped in this thinking, steeped in the belief that um, the broad Islamic community, or the Ummah, is, um, to use one uh, analogy by uh, Patricia Crone, a scholar on um, early Islamic history, is that the Islamic community is a caravan in the desert, and it requires, um, lest they you know, wander off, get lost, and die, you need a faithful leader. And that faithful leader can only be like a faithful, righteous Muslim, basically. Uh, it, you know, that's the, that's the idea, that's an old idea of who the caliph is. So this idea of being, so there's, there's two ideas I'm going to tie together here. The first is this idea of that someone needs to lead this caravan. And in the 1960s and 70s, as Israel's just dominating uh, the battlefield, the belief is that the leaders of who were perpetuating this idea of Arab nationalism and other ideologies, that they were leading the caravan astray. That became the kind of like main argument, the main critique of Arab regimes. Um, and then uh, on top of that, one of the, um, one of the concepts that, uh, that um, al-Husseini and others brought forward was that the land of Israel belongs to the Muslims in perpetuity, uh, because they saw it as what's called a waqf, uh, W-A-Q-F is the uh, spelling of that. And basically that's kind of like a, a, uh, a religious land grant. It's kind of this, um, this land they're entitled to by virtue of conquest kind of thing. Uh, and this gets back to this idea of like just competing values, right? Uh, if that's your mindset, our mindset, if so the mindset for Hamas is kind of this mindset of we need to lead the Palestinian cause, the nationalist Palestinian cause, which is secular Muslim Christian, because there are Christian Palestinians who are involved in that, um, that you know has been typified by the Palestinian Liberation Organization and the Palestinian Authority over the last several years. The argument is they're they're defunct, they're not faithful Muslims, they're leading the caravan astray, and on top of and they're willing to negotiate with Israel for shared space, and that violates the the um, the fact in Hamas's mind, that this is Muslim land and cannot be divided and given up, certainly to non-Muslims. So when we look at the major distinction in terms of how Hamas views this, then there's only one solution. You have to remove the interlopers. You have to kick them out. There's no other alternative. And with the, um, with the, alliance they've formed with Iran and Hezbollah in the last, I, want to say, I mean, they've always been connected to them for a long time, but it's, they've really formalized a pretty tight working relationship, I want to say, in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, with that, they've, been, they've kind of connected up with another revolutionary Islamist uh, state who can sponsor them and support them uh, with a lot of resources that they wouldn't otherwise have uh, access to. And so that kind of gives them a force multiplier, you might say. So long answer. I hope that helps uh, unpack it a little bit. Well, I might I, have just opened up more. Yeah, I've got more questions you. now. We're talking with Tim Malash <laughs> of Biola University, adjunct faculty in Biola's political science department. All right. So uh, 
Two questions. I'm going to go to Joe Biden's speech last night addressing the nation. One line that kind of jumped out to me. Hamas doesn't represent the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go, well, aren't they, weren't they elected? I thought they were elected. In, they were elected in 2006, and so it has been about 17 years. And so you can lose a lot of popularity in 17 years. And <laughs> Joe, I mean, Joe Biden did a pretty good job of that in just three. So, I mean, like, you can, you know. <laughs> Can, uh, so was that the last election? That. Has 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 Hamas yeah. just been sticking around yeah, since so, then? So yeah, remember why I just said Hamas is, believes they're the ones who rightfully should be leading the cause, but they have a problem. There's another party that's competing with them: the Palestinian Liberation Organization, a constellation of uh, Palestinian uh, parties that have uh, that used to be led by uh, Yasser Arafat, now led by Mahmoud Abbas. Um, in 2006. Uh, there was an, a Palestinian elections, and the elections were going to be for uh, basically representation and governing the Palestinian Authority, which was going to administer the Palestinian territories, West Bank and Gaza Strip, under auspices of, of Israeli oversight, um, certainly security oversight. So the outcome of that, uh, the outcome of that election was. Uh, was contested. Uh, the uh, Hamas did uh, win a majority. They didn't win an outright majority, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, the Palestinian Authority, uh, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, uh, did not want Hamas in charge of the Palestinian Authority. Uh, the George W. Bush administration didn't want the Hamas in charge of the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and so, and certainly Israel didn't want him as e- either. And so, long story short, a civil war broke out between these opposing factions of uh, the Palestinian um, population. And uh, because Hamas has its roots in the Muslim Brotherhood, they have historically had a stronghold of support in Gaza because of that shared border with Egypt and the Muslim Brotherhood uh, originated in Egypt. So Egypt administered the Gaza Strip uh, up until the 1967 war. So for all those reasons, like Gaza is Hamas central. Um, whereas the Palestinian Liberation Organization has largely had its base of support in the West Bank. And so uh, you basically ended up with the, this split Palestinian um, uh, government, government, and that's the way it's been, frozen for 17 years. Uh, you know, the common enemy is Israel off and on, but the big difference is Hamas hates Israel. Hamas wants to destroy Israel. Uh, the, Pal- the, the Palestinian Liberation Organization has learned to work with Israel, has tried to, uh, Israel's tried to work with them to form some kind of two-state solution. Uh, And so they just, out of the gate, have two very different ways by which they engage with Israel. One is willing to acknowledge a coexistence of sorts with Israel. The other just won't hear of it. Mm. Uh, And so even with among the Palestinians themselves, there's this, um, there's this deep debate over um, over the direction of the cause, you might say, and what shape uh, a future Palestinian community should look like. So bringing Tim, that back to Biden. Tim, state. we're up against a commercial break here. We'll continue this conversation with Tim Malash, Biola University adjunct faculty in their political science department. We're going to talk Biden's national address coming up next and what Israel's got to do in Palestine. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back.